Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back once again with Ventura Forwards Podcast. We're searching for those tasty waves, the hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the good news across the 805. On this show, we've got another great segment breaking down what we've discovered with our journalistic point of view, and we're going to share it with everyone today in this fun week in the middle of summer of August. Spence, are you ready? I am ready to go. The fair is happening. Uh, we've been out to got, what, 10 days of fair. So it's good times for Ventura County. Cheap trick, Blue Acer Colt. The fun bands are coming through. The Beach Boys are going to be here. The Ventura County Fair is here. We will talk about that as we're having fun dropping our podcast on Thursday, getting you ready for the week, every week, talking about Ventura County and Ventura and what you can do. We're really excited today as we don't have a special guest. We're going to keep this one in studio to let our fans know a little bit of what Spence and Spencer are thinking and what's going on in the middle of August. But the title of our show this week is going to be Who's Going to Be Running the Show? Not our show, of course, because we know Spence is in control and I'm just a little sidekick. But with that being said, we've got seven city council member seats. Four of them are coming up, Tom. And can you believe there's some hot names that we're going to drop right now on this podcast and get the conversation started. People are throwing their hat into the ring to be part of the uh, public process and be a city council person. It is kind of a daring thing to do. You did it yourself a few years back. I did. Four years ago, I had the chance to run for District 4. That might be some news we can drop right now, Spence. One of the big, the big stuff. I will not be running for city council this term. That's something I haven't said publicly yet. Uh, I've been on the fence here and there. But due to certain life things, I, family always comes first, I think, with everybody when we stay focused and truly focused. And we always want to emphasize that because if anybody can say that publicly, don't give too much time out to everybody else. Because if you don't have the nest taken care of, as my grandma and grandpa would say, you can't really move off of that. And I'll testify the last month, two, three, four, six months, I didn't take care of my nest as well as I could. And Spence, I'm seeing some changes. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta stay on it. So that's a, a good move, family first, but still being involved with the process. Absolutely. And that's where I want to use my knowledge and this information I've obtained being a council member, also putting myself in the political process, being the parks and rec commissioner for the last three years. People call myself a, le- a leader, maybe someone in the know of what's happening on. We know, Spence, how much you do with your KVTA morning show. So it's fun to bring that information through the Ventura Forward podcast. So we're going to have the most informed voters ever. That's right. And that's what we plan on doing here with Ventura Forward. And as Spencer says, uh, fun too. You know, there's plenty to do around, not just the fair. You know, it's another funny thing about the way we are. But uh, the, when the fair comes in, it's the 10,000-pound gorilla. It's get so much attention. But there's other things, too. We venture concert halls, cranking along. You know, the beach is happening. So many events, and we're just going to cover everything. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we got the Mountain Dollar Fund sponsors talking about. Did you happen to see the black bear that was in Harmon Canyon two nights ago? Oh, no. is that It's up. I, I didn't see the video. A trail cam came up, and they do a good thing. A black bear came through 24, 48 hours ago. So if you're hiking to Harmon Canyon, we're a big supporters of Ventura Land Trust here. We've had Melissa on the podcast, always talking some fun stuff. So get out there, do some of our fun sponsors, because our sponsors and everybody part of this show wants you to get out there and be involved. That's right. And other fun things we can do is uh, what my my kids' new pastime is. They like going to Arsenal Comics uh, to check out the comic books. Both of them have their genre that they're into, and they both love going to the store. Yeah, and uh, comic boss Timmy has been listening to our podcast, too. It's been fun to have him not only be one of our biggest sponsors, have us involved with some of his activities, whether it's his events, talking about Comic-Con. Now he's at the fair. Wow, and 900 is selling out. 
fast. He said yesterday they sold over a few hundred copies and you know, they had 6,000. And so let's see what happens in that big turn of about because I was even on Facebook yesterday and saw one of my friends say, I want to get my son who's six months old, one of these for when he gets older. So it's hitting this demographic that I think is just touching everybody. So if Ventura Ford was part about shouting out that comic book, we got Timmy to two trees last week. So shout out to the land trust again and Rancho Ventura Conservation Trust because Timmy got to the top of two trees hill with the comic book. And the other thing that's funny about comics, which I didn't indulge them when I was a kid. It just wasn't part of my life. I was more baseball cards and sports and going out that way. But I had friends that were heavily into comics. And one thing they've done for Cole especially is artwork. And he got uh, you know, pencils. He got the, the big thing of colored pencils. I know nothing. And I got him a sketch pad. So now he draws a lot of the anime and the like. And it's funny to see. It's not just a, a thing to read and goof around with. It's also something that enhances kids' art skills and imagination. And it's definitely been something I had no idea Cole could draw. And, you know, they're, they're nice sketches of stuff. So take your kids over to Arsenal, the thing that happens with Arsenal is it's not only reading, it's imagination. And I think that helps a lot, and uh, Cole is all in. I think you're hitting right in the head there with that. It's about reinvigorating cool things that have been the test of time. Artwork, storytelling, uh, applying stuff to the kids. I like it for the, the, re the reading aspect. You know, seeing new, sure. seeing new words. Kids are seeing things on different digital stuff. The comic book happens to be still printed. And that's aimed at them as opposed to maybe some of the tired stories that older yeah. people wrote. And now they're looking at this. It's action. It's fun. It, it sparks their imagination. And they feel it's more of them than uh, see Jane run. See, you know, it's, it's not that. The, the way we teach to read now is huge. And Arsenal Comics, as we know, always has a comic donation time in the year where they uh, give kids the comic books. So they're more likely to read just like hey, jk Rowling did it with uh harry potter she got kids reading and i think uh, comic books uh, certainly do the same i couldn't agree more with you there let's get into how we can inspire more people through education talking about how i've taken the role on as the pto president of cabrillo middle school i want to know i've been talking to courtney our new principal of cabrillo middle school for all of our families coming into cabrillo other middle schools in the public school district, Ventura Unified School District is working hard for everybody, the students, administration. August is here, staff is on campus, and we're gonna have some events coming up for Cabrillo, so pay attention to that. But I really, I can't emphasize this enough, want you to get involved with your local PTOs and your PTAs. It's a Parent Teachers Association, parent-teacher organization. They're two different organizations under different umbrellas. They act very similar. But as talking to local uh, community people, there's uh, bigger umbrellas. There's state level, there's national level. So if you feel like your voice isn't being heard on the public school level and you thinking, wanna go to private school or a different school, know you have options. I love our private schools. Missionary, Ventura Christian, uh, Sacred Heart, St. Bonaventure. Uh, I can name a lot of them in our town. Great schools all have good purposes. Up in uh, Ojai, Thatcher, Villanova, okay? I'll even say apologies. I might even say something where some of these schools might do a disservice to the community, but they don't, Spencer, talking to myself. They bring it together because we got to have options. The more options you have, the more it strengthens the youth. But remember, we talk about the disservice and the disadvantage the most, and the majority of those are at the public school system. That's why Ventura Ford is focusing on that personally. Our kid, my kids happen to be in the public school system because I personally, my wife, believe that that's the best well-rounded environment for my particular stu my students, Salen and Samantha. But Spence, 
I really want to emphasize getting involved with schools. Did you have a lot of opportunities to, to donate your time with you doing Cole and Aubrey? Yeah, we did a lot of active uh, you know, work with the school. I will give my wife credit. She was uh, by far the leader. She uh, really did a whole lot. She was uh, hands-on with the kids, you know, helping with uh, reading and study groups. She was way in. I was there for stuff, but it was 90-10 her. Awesome. Yeah. And, and hopefully someone can find the time. And that's a great mm -hmm. point. Find the time that you can give back to the community. Find that Ventura forward vibe, your feeling. Everybody has a special talent. They talk about time, treasure, and talent. Okay. Find out what it is. We also have a little mantra here called see something, say something, but then do something and give something. Do something and give something. I believe creates that full circle of then having an idea, finding a solution, and then actually implementing into that to creating process, which is something that you can totally do with uh, groups that already exist. We talk about the Lions Club. A PTO in your school is a very good way to do that, so please get involved. It's August. School is starting now. Get back to school. Have a good time. Yep, no doubt about it. So uh, the kids are having a great time during the summer. Cole is off and running into the firefighting thing, so he's out of high school. But Aubrey is in the center of it as she becomes a sophomore Ooh. next year. Yes, yeah, sophomore. Okay, well, let's get we got caught, caught up with some of our local stuff there. Uh, the Ventura Music Hall, Pizza Man, Dan, Casa Bella. I have a new job downtown. I want to give the staff at Casa Bella a big shout out for welcoming me to downtown Ventura. I've put the apron back on, so. I'm serving the tables again. It's nice to have a little extra change in your pocket. And I, I'll admit, I really miss the people. I did. I, I, you know, it's, there's something about being paid and having a customer come into your shop, whether you're working at a, a bookstore or this or a restaurant, be, be able to serve them. Growing up in a grocery store, I love customer service. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a good time. And mostly it's your personality that will keep the people happy. You have a good time. You serve. Make your money. Get a tip. Bam. Everybody's happy. Yeah, and it's a special kind of gift or talent to think, here's someone coming into their life. They haven't known you. They didn't know that you were going to be helping them in their day. You have a small window, whether it's 20 minutes, maybe an hour, to make their life better, and you get an opportunity to do it. I relish that moment, and that's good community again. So thank you, Casa Bella. Uh, for going out there in the Ventura real estate. 100 coolest people. Let's hit that topic here early in our show today, Spence. Episode number 18 again, City Council. Who's going to be running the show? Those names are going to be dropped right now. But before we get to there, let's go with three of our top 100 from our list that you can think of real fast. Give me one. That I, well, in the, in the past, uh, somebody that I've listed as Jim Duran, I just did the uh, Tender Life Maternity Walk on a uh -huh. Saturday morning, which I think is two weekends ago now. Yeah. And they made $63,000. They did great, and it was a fun time. I got to chat with a lot of lions and was out there walking. So, you know, Jim always uh, runs pretty high on my list of people working in the community. Oh, wow. That's, Jim's getting back. Last week, he got one from Mr. Morosica, too. Mm -hmm. And that, whoo, okay. You're, gonna, you're, you're giving the segue into this. Okay, I'll go through from the top of my list. I like James Lockwood. I've had a great time meeting him Huge. at the fair. Yep. He, he's been a great guy that I've, that I've just learned to know. I've seen his passion. I think it's fun to say the Ventura County Fair, but there's always a name normally behind it. Multiple names, of course, but it's good to have that one name that you can reference. So it's good to have that. He's got that, what is it, the fair with the ocean air? Yeah, and see at the fair, every time he comes on the radio station, it's always James. I've worked with him forever. I mean, for 
15 years. He's done call-ins to the KVTA Morning Show, and he's, he's a great guy. Helped me out a couple of times at the fair, and he gets us out there, takes good care of us, and uh, runs a great fair. Let's go Chief Darren Schindler, Ventura Police. We saw him yesterday at the fair. They were doing some good uh preparation for security so thank you vpd we're big supporters of vpd and our first responders here always county fire everybody involved we got a lot of moving facets here whether you're doing the hillside rescue or the ocean of course so that was awesome to see chief schindler yes chief and uh, being able to chat with them in a nice uh, you know because it was kind of the waiting before the big action happened so we had them all together there uh, yeah. before the fair well we were there before the gates opened yeah so it was just the calm before the storm and a very happy polite storm but a big one and you say that you're a fan of the police they're a fan of yours too spence yeah they're good guys that was and awesome. gals that was awesome i really had fun chopping that up with you yesterday yeah maybe yeah 40 years ago would have, i was never i was just a rascal i, I was never a bad guy <laughs> but i was a rascal Me too. i was a rascal i mean you saw when i came walking up to chief you know he was getting a joke coming the first yeah. thing he goes how am i going to make fun of spencer when spence comes up and he had a little mm-hmm. plug on us so you know but that's that community camaraderie that's what i like about that when you're able to bust the chops and get in there and kind of break that ice and i even like, asked about retirement with one of them <laughs> and they all laughed because i guess everybody's in line for somebody else's gig but i look at it like man you guys worked hard you know let it go go have some fun but they're <laughs> determined to continue with their public service so that got a big laugh because i i think the group we were with we, we were with a higher echelon certainly yeah and it was just funny what do you want me to retire i said i don't know just relax go yeah. somewhere and let's go number three we've mentioned it before but it's got to be a big month for john uh Kiernan, right mm-hmm. with uh, spencer mckenzie's He's got to have a big month. And we're going to drop something that he didn't tell us in this very first podcast. We're at number 18 now. He was number one. He has taken over the corn at the fair. Yeah. We didn't find the booth yesterday. We're going to go back again, maybe today or tomorrow. But the fair corn along with the tacos and the cornhole tournament this week, this month. What a month for John. So that's some cool stuff. So we got police chief. We got taco guy. And, uh. James. And if I could just do a, a roundup of a thing as opposed to uh, individuals. Yeah. We got a chance to walk through the livestock pavilion just to see the setup. Mm-hmm. And every single kid in there, future farmers or 4-H, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. You know, you, how can you name all of them? But you should realize all the work these little kids are doing. And little kids are all 18 or under in high school. And they're working their butts off getting uh, those animals set up and it's really something to admire so all of the fair is great but if there's one place everybody should go and just pay a little tribute say hey way to go kid you know walk by and shake their hand maybe even make a bid on an animal or uh you know drop the kid a 10 or a 20 because you can do the smaller donations just to help the kids out oh. yeah rather than buying the whole animal because a lot of us can't afford to you know put out two three four five hundred bucks and even more for the steer so I think as a group, they should also be high up on the list because that's what the basis of the fair is. It's ag, you know, it's animals, it's ag, livestock, and that's what powers the fair. Great point, Spence. Let's not lose the spirit of the fair. What Way was, to go, kids. What was the intent of the fair? Is it them good old country people getting together, bringing all your goods, the art, all of that fun stuff. The fair can be expensive. We talked about it. And we're not being Scrooge McDucks here by anybody saying that to go on the Ferris wheel is going to cost your family $27. Okay. 
but you can also go to the fair and be cheap. We saw the little piggy races. You can go and you can get the, there's free music shows. There's vendors that you can just chat with to check stuff out. It's really can be a fun, cheap day too. Think of what you do. You walk in, look at Gem and Minerals, then you go to the trains, then you go to the collections, then you go to the photography, then you go through the kids' uh, Quonset Hut building, then you go through the commercial one, and you see everything that's happening there. Then you go to a free concert, look through the livestock, look through the gardening expo. It'll take you eight hours to do all that. So uh, it, the fair can be a very, very nice, uh, cost-effective way to entertain your family. I love it, Spencer. Bringing the goods at the fair. We got speaking of music. We always got to make sure to call out Ray Fresco, our favorite band, opening mm -hmm. up our tune. I think I forgot last episode, so I always drive away. I go Ugh, mention more Ray Fresco. So they're going to be playing up at the Santa Barbara Reggae. Uh, I think it's this weekend or next weekend. So check that out, Reggae. Um, reggae Santa Barbara. Reggae Santa Barbara. Yeah, man. Let's go, bro. Okay, City Council. Who's going to be running the show? This is what you've been waiting for. I'm giving you the, the names right now. We're going to be starting in four districts, okay? Four districts. Let's give you the names of the three current city council members that we know are still going to be there. It's going to be Doug Halter, representing the Hillsides. Joe Schroeder is going to be still in the Pierpont Midtown area. And Mike Johnson is still in the college area. Me and Mike have had our nice, fun battles publicly over the last few weeks. It's been fun. You know what? These Doug, Joe, and Mike, they're trying hard. i got to admit, there's three guys out there that are trying hard. I do want to say, this will be a fun note. No one knows this yet. We've been looking at some expense reports from when they went on their little vacation to Washington, D.C. and Sacramento. What would you think about if public officials and city manager got a bottle of wine for dinner for 115 bucks? Yes or no? $115 for the whole group? No, for one bottle of wine for that night at, at the table. 115 at the table. A Pinot Noir. A-okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's a night out. It's Should you get the bottle at 65? I'm just curious. I'd get two-buck chuck. You know, <laughs> look, again, you're talking to the wrong guy when it comes to stuff like that. But if yeah. you sat down, would you, would you take a Lucky Lager or would you take an upgraded IPA? Fun conversations we can have as Ventura Forward looks into deeper things as we're looking at the expense reports. What are officials doing? Where is our money going? Because these are the things that people want to know. When you're making your decisions on who you're voting for, what are those specific tangibles that you find that you really want to know about when you're making that vote? Okay, so let's get into that name you just mentioned, Spence. I think this is going to be a bombshell. District number six, the Montavo area. Jim Duran's running. Did he officially? Jim Duran. We had somebody who applied yesterday. Her name is Lindsay Griffin. Is also looking at the process. So two names have surfaced in the current district held by Lori Brown. Now, Lori still has about 10 days to get her papers in, which she still might do. But right now, there's two names, Lindsay Griffin and Jim Duran. I had heard Jim's name, and it was confirmed yesterday that he's pulled his papers. So it's very interesting that we have a local pasture who has a lot of Public influence running for city council against Lori in that district. Very interesting, Spence. Yeah, very interesting. And I, I've worked with Jim many, many times. I have no vote. I live in Fillmore. I don't vote in the elections. But he's always been a, a go-to guy to me and for me. And I've uh, mentioned his name numerous times. So, yeah, uh, good man. We'll see if Lori can gather the, the names that she needs to get the support. We talked a lot about when they changed the district lines. What was Lori doing as far as kind of negotiating some of these neighborhoods that she was working with the local group called Cause 
trying to redistrict the area, which was accomplished. But now, will it pull in Jim Durant's favor? We're going to find out. And we're also going to find more about Lindsey Griffin. And she wants to run for city council based upon housing, the environment, and also bringing the community together. Okay, district number five. I only got one name for you. It's Jeanette Sanchez Palacios. Hmm. I haven't dialed in too bad, and I've been asking around to my insiders. There's no new names for a district that I once kind of ran in. This is the area of East Ventura that's been divided up. So it's strictly the east side, and Jeanette Sanchez Palacios, who was appointed just about 18 months ago, is the only name in the hat that I can think of. Now, when is the uh, the date? When when's your uh, What is the window to inform that you were planning on running? August 13th. It's coming up. And I believe you have about one day left. That's why I wanted to talk about that. Thank you for asking that question. That's why I wanted to bring this up today because you have about 24 to 48 hours to still put your name in for city council. Hmm. It's a big decision to make, but I can tell you you're qualified. I can tell you you're qualified if you're listening to this podcast, number one. Okay, I can tell you you're qualified if you're thinking about it because it's seven individuals coming together as one voice to represent the people. A lot of times people get kind of intimidated or maybe scared off from being a city leader because you feel like maybe it's overwhelming or too big of a task. But I'm telling you, you can do it. And you absolutely can do it from somebody who ran and had the opportunity of being a Parks and Rec commissioner, the chair hosting the meetings within the Roberts Rules process. You can accomplish that. I want to inspire you to run for city council. You can always call us or message us on Ventura Ford for questions. Yep. And it's a bold move to make. And a lot of people literally have to ask past city council people when they're new, how many hours a week? What, what was the, because everybody wants to do it to the fullest. Yeah. But if you think it's just the meetings and a couple of ribbon cuttings, it's not, you know, there's a lot of additional work that goes into it. I remember city council people from the past that would do like, um, you know, coffee Sundays where they go to a coffee shop, hang out and people could come in. So there can be a lot of draws on what would normally be your personal life with your family. So you really do have to consult your family, see if everybody's in and uh, willing to let you go for this amount of time. And a few of those questions I can answer for you real fast. Is it $600 a month? You need anywhere probably from 10 to 30 hours a week. To put into this, you know, you can put more if you want, of course. You can be part of more commissions. You can be part of more inputting. You can do more ribbon cutting. Mike Johnson is the person who's probably the most involved with our city, along with Joe Schroeder. And then the least involved would probably be Lori and Sophia, based upon your scheduling and what you're doing and how much you want to be involved. So there are different platforms you can be involved in. And, of course, when you get down to your neighborhoods, you can host different meetings and do your thing. But please, get involved if you want to be involved because there is going to be – the biggest race that I could possibly think of in District 1 going on between Liz Campos and Ellen Anoy. This young lady, Helen, is coming through and really going to give Liz a run. She's backed by the chamber. Liz has been actively involved on the West Side for a lot, who I believe is the favorite because Liz has been on the West Side Community Council. She's been actively involved in the Avenue for a lot of different reasons with Monos and Nidos, hosting events, active in Kellogg Park. So it's going to be crazy, Spence, to see what goes on on the avenue as we have Sofia Rubacava, who's the current mayor, has just been stone cold silent. And the other thing you brought up to me uh, just a couple of days ago when I was asking, because I don't know about the districting, how many people, the population of each district, what are they at? What is the, uh, the basic number of four constituents within your jurisdiction? How many people is that? Uh, you have about thirteen to 14,000. Of population. 
population. So that's all persons. So you'd need 18 and older to really find out how many people are voting. Yeah. And that was interesting thing when they were dividing the districts was to get into, you know, just because you have the population doesn't mean you have the registered voters. It was almost like you could divide the districts by how many registered voters there mm-hmm. are. So that would get really detailed into that. But then again, I think with the population's thinking, you can always register to vote. So if you have the 13,000 people, maybe part of the, the redistricting strategy is to get those people in that district to start uh, registering to vote because it was all about kind of not allowing you to s- stack them and pack them, they would say, to where you would have five council members living in just one area. You wanted to divide it throughout your town in those lower income areas and normally had the lower voter turnout. So interesting how the kind of where that idea of the districts came from. It does make sense when you put it that way, that they would break it up, uh, and especially because of the amount of registered voters and people likely to vote. The rule is just vote. You know, everybody should vote and everybody should make their voice heard. And that's how we'll get the best representation, because at the national level, sometimes you feel very, very small because there's so many votes. But when you're at a local level, it's really uh, it's a small group. You know, one, two, 10, 20, 50 votes can start turning things in an election like city council. Oh, my gosh. I heard that there was an election one time at Christy Weir where she won by like a dozen votes, mm-hmm. 10 votes. And you're right. It's going to come down to maybe 1,500 votes. Uh, in my election, I got close to, I think, 1,400 votes. So thankful for that. Thank you for that four years ago. Mr. Nazarenko got a lot of votes, uh, I think it's close to 2,000. But I was in second place. Morosica was in here last week. He got third place. So, you know what? There's a rewarding factor just running for city council. So I want to give Liz and Helen a big shout out. There might be no- more names that surface in District 1, but check that out because as we're talking about the podcast here in number 18, the Ventura City Council, who's going to be running the show, get your names in the hat because this next race, the last race we're talking about today for this podcast is going down as the big dog fight. Absolute heavyweight hitters on this, on different levels, but similar philosophy within housing. It's going to be Bill McReynolds versus Marie Lakin. Holy guacamole. When I'm telling you the gloves can come off when this goes down, you couldn't find people that are kind of more polar opposites when it comes to getting things done by the process. And Marie likes to kind of be her her own person and do her own thing where Bill, strictly by the book, follows the rules and wants to get things done. Very interesting race, Spence. And that's it. You know, we we talked about that in other uh, elections like with the sheriff. One wants to be out in front, one wants to be more in the back, and people look at personalities different. And a lot of times that is what draws people to vote for you. You know, it's, uh, you might be a fantastic administrator and be really, really good, but if you're a little too far back, they might think, will they do anything or are they going to have a voice? And I think that's, uh, that's a big part of getting elected for anything. It, yeah, it's right. how what, Your personality and enthusiasm. What cards do you show? Right. I mean, I like to reflect that. And for the listeners listening to our podcast, you know, the journey that, you know, I've been on the last four years learning about myself, because when you put yourself on the ballot, when you really put yourself on the ballot, you expose yourself. You do. You naturally expose yourself. And so for these names, if you're just catching, I went live on my Instagram right now on the personal one. I appreciate everyone listening on our Ventura Forward and sharing and doing different shares on social media is that these names we mentioned today, with Jim Duran and Lindsey Griffin in number six, Jeanette Sanchez-Palacios, Liz Campos, Helen Hanoi, 
uh, Marie Lakin and Bill McReynolds have all put their name in the, in the hat, you know, to, to put themselves out there in the community and say, I want to be a leader. And so let's stop right there and say, thank you, because that's a democratic process. That's America. Anybody right now that's listening to this podcast or in this world can register to be an official, to be a leader. I love it. I freaking love that part of the process. And that's probably what fuels Ventura forward. It certainly does. So if you, you know, have the word with all, I recommend it to I would never do it personally. Yeah, I just, yeah, I w- it, would, it would not be my cup of tea. Um, I'm fine where I am, but I admire and appreciate everybody who does run for office. Do you feel like the kids nowadays feel like they, it's more tangible to them, like they might run for office, like they want to create change? Um, I'll admit, growing up, it was anywhere in my radar. I had no, there was the ASB going on assistant student body. I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, what are those kids in there doing? Or you said the word political science. I thought political science was like talking about uh, a science. I'll be honest with you. Like the, the art of uh, conversation, not actually Democrats and Republicans. I didn't realize people were working so hard to be involved in this political process. Did you realize that growing up? I did. I had good teachers through seventh and eighth grade. We majored in the Constitution very, very heavily. Mm -hmm. Actually, at seventh and eighth grade, we had to memorize certain parts of it. Uh, The amendments, uh, we had to do that. the articles, fit, easy, basic, but we, we knew it from the ground up. So that was something I was really close to. My problem is with all this ASB stuff, it was always figurehead, best-looking quarterback, uh, queen. You know, it was, it was just dialed in who was going to win generally, at least at my school. So that wasn't <laughs> politics. That was just that was uh, definitely the contest of um, most popular. So that, yeah, that, that kind of, I didn't look at that as politics. I just thought, okay, popularity contest, certainly, um, but what did they ever do? Yeah, and when does it turn into a popularity contest? Because I've been kind of accused of that in a sense to where the Norn name is known in Ventura. Do I get votes because of my name or because of what I'm looking to provide the community? Are there some names in this list that are going to be voted for because of a popularity contest? Mike, we talked about the name Mike Johnson. Some people actually thought Mike Johnson was somebody different. He used to be a high school teacher, Mr. Johnson. They didn't even know who they were voting for. Now, I'm not trying to discredit what Mike Johnson did in his campaign because he's probably won one of the best campaigns in the last four to six years in the city of Ventura by getting the most votes and at the groundswell of the money that he had. Great campaign by Mr. Johnson. But, Spence, I think you hit a great point. At what time in life does it go from the popularity contest of the ASB into policymakers of our real life? But when you look at popularity, sometimes people are popular because they have done a lot of work in the community and people know their name and trust them. So that that kind of popularity can actually be rightful and good for office. I love that. If they were good givers, people know them because they did effort uh, to do great things for the community. That's good. So popularity isn't always deemed as this negative no. thing, or it's like, oh, this person's popular. In, in high school, the popularity was different. You were yeah. handsome. You were beautiful. It was that way. But, you know, that was ASB. We're talking about actually running for office where somebody might say, they work for these charities. I've mm-hmm. seen them at these beach cleanups. I've seen them here. I've seen them there. So I really trust that person. Mm-hmm. Or they're a great businessman in the community, and they say, wow, you know, you built a great business. You could probably build a really high-quality city council, too. So, yeah. No names are going to, um, you know. Yeah, sure. Out front, initially, no. it's going to be a real good bonus to have for yourself out the gate, rather than having to introduce yourself to the whole population. 
And that's what I really want to focus on too as we move forward in this process and why we're talking about it for 30 minutes here. We're going to be doing a Fun Ventura Forward podcast here, uh, episode number 18. Thanks again for all the sponsors. Is getting that leadership to where you want it to be and feeling comfortable about it probably never gets there. It's always staying actively involved. And again, we're going to give you that opportunity. We're going to give you the opportunity to learn more about these people, I think, than ever before. We're going to host debate, Spence. I'm going to host a debate, me and you. That'll be great. And uh, we'll invite people on here to uh, uh, say their piece and why they're running. And uh, let's get them on here once we see everybody running. We know quite a few of them already, and we know how to get a hold of them. Yep. Uh, so that part should be easy, at least on the ask. And we'll do that in like a live format, too. Let's get like where the community can come. Hopefully, we'll ask a local church. We do know that publicly in the past, when I was a council member, there was one group that did it, and it's the Ventura County Women Leagues of Voters, hosted by this guy named David Moran. And with all due respect to that process, I really don't think it was that fair. I don't think that somebody who's determined that they're looking to help a certain demographic of voter should be the one hosting the debates, because who does want to get females in office? I do, right? Who does want to get anybody who's fair representative in office? I do. But should be those the people who, when your organization is the one hosting a debate? I don't know. I bet you David's going to try to be doing that again because Lori Brown, about six months ago, had David in the city council and actually told her, I look forward to seeing you at a future debate. Mm. <laughs> so I thought that was a little interesting too. Was she was politicking into having a debate. So in the last few months, I've really kind of talked about let's get another transparent platform. Hopefully, I won't even moderate it. Well, for somebody else in the community, I would ask Spencer to do it because he's obviously a great moderator and being decisive, I don't want to speak for him. But, you know, we got to find somebody outside the podcast to say, let's have a public forum, have people kind of ask questions. I've been to debates before, like the Women's League one, the public couldn't ask questions. I was like, interesting, because they wanted to kind of control the environment. You had to submit your questions before. So we're going to try to create the most um, peaceful, respectful environment, but open environment. So if Mr. if Mr. Uh, I don't even make up a name, whatever. Mr. Joey Joey happens to want to just see it in the newspaper and show up on a Thursday night. He can ask this question. That seems fair, right? Sure. And now let's create that. I don't want to create this process to where we're having debates and then there's actually a political process inside the debate. So let's get this conversation wrapped up here as who's going to be running for city council. I want those names one more time. We're going to drop them here as we're going on multiple platforms. District 4 is going to be Marie Lakin versus Bill McReynolds. Uh, Marie has been involved with the EVCC. Bill is known throughout the town through the Chamber of Commerce and also um, uh, the Builders International Association. Bill, uh, interesting work. Number one, Liz Campos, Helen Hanoi, and a few other names coming out there. Uh, number five, on the east side, this is where I'm going to motivate people if you want to go after it. Uh, n number five, uh, Jeanette Sanchez Palacios has pulled her papers, current council member. Uh, and then number six for Montavo, some big names here, and Jim Duran going up against Lori Brown and a newcomer, Lindsey Griffin, pulled her papers as well. So those are the names we want to get out today because this is time sensitive about leadership and transparency. City of Ventura getting after that because in the past, this has been a fun, hot topic item for us talking about city council and who's in a run. So we want to motivate you to be part of the process. All right, let's do it. Anything else going on? Got to get out to the fair. People, please go use the satellite parking. Highly recommended. I love the idea. The Ventura Music Hall has another lineup coming through this weekend. So check out the Ventura Music Hall. Jerry's Middle Finger came last weekend. We had about six or seven people on the list. 
So please, if you want some tickets for the Ventura Music Hall, they are free, right? For you going and represent Ventura Forward, take a couple photos, share Ventura Music Hall, share Ventura Forward, tag us. But we've got free tickets available for the Ventura Music Hall and all of our great sponsors, Arsenal Comics. At the fair, Arsenal Comics, meet them there. Arsenal Comics at the fair. Thank you for that reminder, Spence. Check out Timmy and the group down there. So a lot of fun stuff going on. We look forward to getting after it. It's always fun in the sun, sharing the stoke with Ventura Forward. Until next time, let's go. Let's go.